You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. Welcome, everybody, to the FCF Podcast. I have an awesome guest here with me. Her name is Ryan Weaver. Hopefully you have seen our new website, fcf.org. She is the designer behind it, and uh, we wanted to get to know her a little bit better and then help give you guys some insights of either changes you should make to your website or if you're in the process of building a website, some tips for you to keep in mind. So Ryan, let's get to know you a little bit better. Okay. I've known you for a number of years. Yeah. How, how long ago did you move to Tulsa? Um, I moved, this will be my 10th year, okay. back to Tulsa. So. Okay. Yep. So, and you came from California. I did. I moved here from Santa Barbara in Los Angeles. Awesome. I was working for two churches out there as a worship leader and moved back here. And you came here to go to Rama? No. No. Actually, I graduated Rama in 2004. Okay. I moved back um, to help with the Prayer and Healing Center. Oh, neat. With Miss Leanne. So, yeah, Love I moved that. back to kind of help. In that capacity and ended up staying and meeting my husband. So So how did you get into, I mean, you have a praise and worship past. Obviously, you're a pretty creative person. Mm -hmm. So how did you get into graphic design? Uh, I have always had arts kind of as a secondary thing in my life. On the side, I, I did art in high school and I've always been artsy. Um, but I was working in an administrative field in a church and our graphic designer quit. And (laughs) so I was uh, put in a place where it was like, okay, we got to figure this out because there was things that needed to be created and, uh, designed. And so I just kind of took it and run with it and I loved it. I really did. It was something that I didn't realize was on the inside of me at the time. So it was cool to kind of pair my church background with my ministry or ministry and arts background together. That's so, neat. Yeah. So how, do you like specialize in church website development or just business or do you have a specialty? Um, I started doing graphic design first. That was kind of what forayed me into it. After I had my second child, I quit my job and decided to stay home with him because it was just honestly practically easier just mm-hmm. to stay home with him. And I started doing graphic design stuff, uh, not not websites, but just um, flyers and business cards and different types of things like that for nonprofits and churches. And then it just kind of snowballed. And so now I kind of do a little bit of everything for all different types of businesses, both secular and ministerial, nonprofits that are not necessarily ministry-based. Um, and then the website door kind of opened and just kind of been walking it out. And I have to say... On our end, building the website, you made it so, so, so easy. I didn't have to micromanage. Like a lot of times when we think about a website, we we view this giant undertaking of all the details that go into it. And it can be that way for sure. But you made it so easy for us. I just gave you content and you came up with what it is. (laughs) And it's beautiful. And you gave so many great opinions. And I honestly think it's because of your ministry background, working with different churches and, and then obviously being a user of church websites, you know, what works, what doesn't work. 
Yeah, I think after time being in church and being working on a on the back end of a ministry, you start to see different things and hear feedback both from church people and non-church people really about what works, visitor feedback, things like that. Um, that really helps shape a lot of that and makes it a lot easier of a process in the long run to build church and ministry websites specifically. Um, I think when it comes to designing a website, it is always easiest if as from you guys' side, you had all of your stuff together, pretty much a general idea. You don't have to have all of the specifics, but having your content ready to go or having an idea of what you want to accomplish with the site and then working together with that feedback and with the history and experience mm -hmm. together, kind of working together to create a good product. Right. So ours, you know, we had just... <clears throat> launched a new one like a year and a half ago a little bit over a year and a half ago and um we were stuck in this in between stage because the website we had had previously it was really for only our members it was not new user friendly at all new people couldn't find anything on there it was um, very repetitive so we had it redone and there were just a lot of things that we realized afterwards didn't work for us. And so that's why we decided to go for another <laughs> new website. Yes. Um, our focus was to make it as user-friendly for our current members, but then also as user-friendly for new people. We had to look at it through fresh new eyes. And a lot of the research that I had done before I even talked to you was talking about that. You want to draw new people in. So the easiest way to do that is by making it as simple as possible. Yeah. Which is why we have it the way it is now. Absolutely. It's as simple as we could make it. I forget the statistic, but um, what basically it was saying is that people will visit your website far before they're ever, ever walking in your front door, essentially. Right. So really your website is your front door. Exactly. So for anyone really around the world. So... <clears throat> the cool thing is, is that we have access to this awesome opportunity to reach people and really bring them in a front door. Essentially, it's an electronic front door, but give them a picture of who we are, what we do, what it is that that we're here for. What is our purpose? Right. So at from a ministerial standpoint, point, from a church standpoint, what an awesome, awesome tool we have. It's amazing. We look so often at websites as a negative thing. You know, we had so many conversations if we should even have a website, if we should just do an app. I am, <laughs> I guess I'm an old soul. <laughs> I'm 31, but I do not like apps. I think they are annoying and I can't find the information that I want on them. Agreed. So, which is why I like the websites. Because anytime, like if I go to a website and mm -hmm. it gives me the mobile version of the website, yeah. I scroll down to see if they'll give me the full version because yeah. sometimes they will. Um, anyway, we had lots of conversations about those, not you and I, but us <laughs> as general. a strategic planning team. Like, yeah. do we do an app? Mm -hmm. Should we do an app? Maybe down the road we will. But right now, the website is the perfect thing to start with. So that's what we wanted to talk to you guys about today. Ryan's going to give you um, three to four like key things that you need to have on your website to draw new people in, but then also 
make it user-friendly for your current members. So Ryan, what's your first tip that you have for us? Um, I would say make it user and visitor friendly. Right. And and meaning that know your audience. If you're not just gearing, if you're a church, you're not just gearing to your congregation. You also need to think about people who have never stepped foot in your church, what it looks like to them. Look at it through their eyes. So whether that be um, how you're communicating via the text that's within your site. So if, if someone is not a church person, what is that going to read to them? Mm-hmm. Is, is it going to make sense to someone who doesn't have a church background? I think that's really important. Right. I think a lot of times we get caught in the christian world of, of church, which I totally get. It's culturally normal, I guess. But then you have someone who comes from a non-church background. They're like, I don't even know what that what means. Mean? Right. So I think it's good to be very straightforward and clear, concise, but I also think it's super important to have things like tenets of faith, things that are specifically geared towards church people, people who have grown up in church or have their, what me and my husband call our non-negotiables, you know? So that way, like if we're looking for a new church, I'm going to look at their tenets of faith because I want to see where they stand with the baptism of the Holy Ghost or healing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can tell from someone's tenets of faith kind of where they are on those subjects. So I feel like recognizing both ends of those, that spectrum in life are, super important for someone who's visiting. Um, I also think it's funny how often websites do not have your pertinent information. So I like noticed that. the other day I was on a church website and their church name was nowhere to be found. Right. They used a small branded logo in the top left, but there was no church, no church name. name. There was no church name on the bottom. There's no church name anywhere. Now I obviously clicked on it. I, I went to their website because I was looking for something. But I thought, that's funny that there's no church name on it. Um, There's also a lot of people forget to put their service times, service locations, not just your mailing address, like sometimes they're separate. Having all those things easily accessible and very visible, whether it be on that front page scroll or whether it be on a tab that specifically says like our information or service information or whatever. So that way... Again, someone who's visiting your church or who's never been there can get there and feel prepared and ready for service. I think <clears throat> it's also important to have like kids information, I was just things about like to that. Bring that up. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a I'm a young parent, so I always like to have the kids information as much as possible. Uh, a friend of mine was baptized this last weekend, so I went to her church to watch her be baptized, and I realized the weirdest thing happened to me. I realized I had no idea where their church, where their kids' church was located. Yeah. I'd never saw any signs for it. Mm-hmm. Now the greeting team was so awesome. They were amazing. But then I thought, wait, where do these kids go? Cause yes. I saw kids coming in, but I never saw any signs, no overhead signs, no nothing. I haven't gone to their website yet to yeah. check that out. But giving kids information is so important on the website. It brings parents a peace of mind, even possibly showing pictures of what a classroom would look like. Yeah, what to expect. I think uh, one of my favorite things that has kind of become a standard in a lot of church websites is the whole, are you new here, what you can expect kind of area. So it's like a plan your visit tab, essentially. So it gives your service information, your service locations, your kids' schedule, what to expect for your kids or youth, if you have youth, like on a Sunday or Wednesday or whatever. 
Um, and then sometimes even maps. A lot of times churches have like blueprinty type maps and it's very easy to recreate a map in a more user-friendly manner. Mm-hmm. Just have it on your site so that if someone pulls it up, they can say, okay, I know that when I pull in parking, park is here thing. is, you know, whatever the kids are over here. It just gives them peace of mind walking through the process again, especially if they're new, especially if they've never come to church or been in a church environment. I feel like because I also am a young mom, a lot of times I'm meeting with parents who say, I, I would love to go to church, but it's super intimidating because I haven't been to church, but I want to get my kids in church. Like a lot of times the kids is going to be the draw to get the parents right. in. And so the easier we make it for them and the less intimidating and scary it is for a new person, the more apt they are to stay. So I think that's super important. That's good. Yeah. What's your next tip? Um, I think the next one, which is something that I think gets lost a lot is communicates your vision and your mission. I know a lot of times we want to be all things to all men, yeah, (laughs) which is good. Um, but I think it's also super important to know what is the vision and the mission of your church? What are you here for? What did God ordain you to do and anoint you to do and not, to try to do everything, but do what God called you to do. Right. And I think it's important to concisely communicate that. Yeah. And I think that can be done a number of ways, whether it's done through your visuals, like pictures or, or, uh, other types of media, your, your service uploads or your sermons that are up there. But I think also just having a very concise vision statement mm-hmm. That again, someone who's saved or unsaved can say, okay, I totally know what that means. You know, right. it, it helps set them up and set you up that nobody's expectations are shattered. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, we know what you do. We know that you're a missions church or we know that like church on the move is, uh, we exist to help introduce people to the real Jesus. It's Boom. very done. It's one sentence. It's done. It's, com- it's conveyed on their website. It's conveyed in the lobby. It's it's consistent, and I think a lot of times we want to be able, we want to be fluid, and we want to just flow, which is also, I mean, it's great. I understand, but I think it's also to know know what you are called to do. Who are you called to be to yep. both the non-believer and the believer? I actually, my podcast that I just recorded uh-huh. was on finding your church why. That's awesome. Yeah, um, because it's so important. It is. You know, we we go forward because God called these people to plant this church or start this ministry. Right. And sometimes we just hit the ground running with that without really diving in to finding out why and who they are called to reach. For sure. And, you know, not everybody is called to reach a young family. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Find out who you're called to reach and then adjust everything for that. For sure. I think with websites specifically, although you need to make it applicable to many different generations. I mean, I completely understand that. I'm not saying to make it all young or hip or whatever, but if you know that your base is all 60 plus or an older generation, don't do all of your design like Hillsong United, you know what I mean? (laughs) And then same vice versa, you know, if it is, then, then attempt to gear kind of that way. Now there's ways to bring in other generations through design and other different like for instance, paper applications versus a web form or online registration versus, you know, like mailing it in. It's good to have both options because some people aren't comfortable. I mean, I I feel like that's a way to kind of 
pair the generations, but yep. I think it's important to know who your target market is, yep. which I know is probably not super popular to talk about in the church world. That's what I just <laughs> talked about too. I said, I know this is hard, but you have to it think is. about it like a business. Yeah. It's like, who are you gearing towards? Mm-hmm. Who has God called you to reach? You know, there was a season in my life where I had a crazy mohawk that was blue in the front. I remember and, that. Yeah, and you know, typically people who were drawn to me were not people who were 70 year old dudes who are, you know, whatever there, it was like young people who felt kind of like on the outside of the church wing. And they're like, thank you for singing with your crazy (laughs) hair, because I feel like I can do it, you know, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And it's, again, it's not that I couldn't minister to the other people, but it's kind of just knowing where God kind of placed you. So it's good being confident in that place. Um, the, the last one that I think is one of the most important things is giving people a place to engage. Right. Uh, and that can be done a few different ways, whether that be engaging with your congregants or with your, you know, like the people who are ordained through you through media, like just like this, like podcasts and videos or uploading your sermons or tying your Vimeo account to your website, things like that, giving a people a place in that capacity to engage, um, making it easy and visible on how to give online. A lot of people do mobile giving. It'll make it a lot easier. A side note on that. A lot of people feel like, well, if I do the mobile giving, there's higher fees. And so we don't want to do mobile giving because it takes away from the whatever. And in my experience, when people open up additional opportunities or ways to give it actually increases giving because it gives people who okay if they didn't bring a checkbook or don't have cash right they can pay online give online you know and so that way you're not losing out on those things and I think it's important to balance the the cost I should say with the validity of giving people a way to to give and and I have be noticed, a part of your vision I have noticed on the donate part yeah I mean uh, we do have mobile giving at the church that I attend, and I've attended lots of other churches that have yeah. mobile. Again, the church that I visited this weekend, yeah. they do mobile giving as well. Um, and the amount of envelopes that I see go in the bucket, yeah. it's like minuscule now. Yes. Where before it probably would have been packed, but now you may have like, in a church of 100, you may have... 10, right. maybe 15 envelopes actually right. go in the buckets. Absolutely. And then the majority of people are sitting there on their phone giving online. Absolutely. And I think it's important to have access to easy donate, yeah. whatever, whether it be through an app or however, whatever Website functionality or, yeah, that mm-hmm. you're using. Um, another place that people can engage is showing people how and where they can volunteer and giving them the oh, opportunity to sign up. So whether that be in your children's department or greeting or whatever that that capacity is that they want to serve in, but showing them this is where you can serve, this is how you serve, this is how you sign up, making it very easy. I think people get, again, intimidated by the process of involvement and don't really know where to start. So again, if you have like a hub for it on your website, it makes it easier for people to kind of see where to go and how to do it. Yeah. Also from... Like a service standpoint, standpoint, it makes it a lot easier for a pastor to say, hey, jump on the website, click the volunteer tab. All of our things are oh, there. Yeah. Volunteer online. And then you don't have to have like 700 different instructions from a pulpit. Also, event signups, et cetera, things like that. So those are all different ways that people can engage. 
and it helps drive more traffic to your website, which is always great. The more things that you can kind of create a hub for, I, I think works in your favor. Again, I think what we were talking about before about having it be the only hub. I don't know that that's necessarily realistic for all churches. Um, but I think that it is, it, it, it does help because then people know, I know that I can get that information Having on the website. Centrally located Absolutely. in one area. Of course they can go to different areas to get different information, For sure. but having it available where they can access it at any time, yeah. not just while they're at the church. 100%. Totally because agree. not, I mean, a lot of the small churches, you know, pastors give out their cell phone numbers and yes. things like that. And so they'll get texts from people asking questions and, we want to try to avoid that as much as possible for pastor burnout purposes. Yeah, absolutely. It should be well thought out and planned. I think another thing just to just understand in the website process, just like what you guys walk through, is there are times when once you get the website up, you realize this is not realistic, like this portion, or we need to tweak this. Website should be a living organism. It yeah. should be ever-changing. A website right. will never be okay well we did the website and we're done ever under any circumstance which i think is why it's important to pick a platform that someone on your staff can update mm -hmm. don't pick something that you cannot update yourself like if you don't have the the funds to have someone on staff who is specifically relegated to web you know edits and updates and updating your banners and putting up new events use something else there are many different platforms that you can use that are easy and that can keep your church up to date. So that way you don't have past due stuff right. on your website. Cause that doesn't look good either. That was one of the issues we actually had with the church that I attend. Um, their website was under construction for yeah. a certain amount of time. Well, um, on maps on mm -hmm. iPhone with maps, yeah. it pulls all their information off of websites. Mm -hmm. And so we actually had this guest that I encountered because I'm on the greeting team. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, she showed up an hour late for service and was upset that she was an hour late for service yeah. and she didn't know. And, you know, she was, she was a little upset about some stuff. And so yeah. I was trying to talk her down a little bit. Yeah. And she goes, but look, it says that you guys are closed today. And I just wanted to drive by to see if you were open. And I thought, why in the world does it say we're closed? And then I went to our website. Yeah. And realize that it pulls the information from our website. So how many people Absolutely. are we missing because either our website is out of date or we don't have a website? Yep. So many people use maps Absolutely. to find where they're going or mm -hmm. get basic information. I use it for restaurants because it can directly connects to Yelp. Yeah. So I can read reviews if I want. Absolutely. There's so many different ways. I think another thing to remember in that whole process is Google basically... It scans your website for text that pulls keywords and all sorts of things, which is what SEO is essentially. But they also have Google business pages that you can set up for your right. church or your ministry or your business. And all of that information, if they match, will give you better SEO. So your your times and your phone number and your website and your uh, mailing and billing address, as long as they all coincide, it works in your favor. So if you change something, I always go back to your business page. If you don't have one, I would thoroughly suggest that you go on. It's free. You just set it up through whatever Gmail account you have, but it's a Google business page and just set it up. Say, Hey, this is my church. This is what we do. This is when the email or this is our email website, et cetera. And it will help promote your business for free. Essentially. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
Ryan, why don't you give us your contact information just in case somebody wants to contact you to help them with their website? Yeah, absolutely. My website is Ryan Weaver, R-Y-A-N-N-W-E-A-V-E-R.com. Or you can call my cell phone at 310-904-8280. Awesome. Ryan, thank you so much for everything you've Thanks done for having for me. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Everything you do. Thanks. Calling and texting at all hours of the night and It's morning. okay. It's part of the process. It's totally part of the process. All right. So. Well, everybody, we hope that you got something out of this. If you need more information, you can contact Ryan on her website, or she gave you her cell phone number so you could call her, or you can email me at Whitney at FCF.org. Thanks, everybody. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.